Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hello, hello. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> yes, I'm singing a song of great joy. My my voice is almost back 100%. Uh, I've had some vocal challenges for the last couple of weeks. And I find that that, uh, that vocal thing is where I do a lot of clearing. And it makes sense because uh, I use my voice so much for my uh, ministry, obviously, and sharing, and so that's my place of clearing. Everybody's got their their place, and that's mine, and uh, so I'm glad to be almost 100% back in my voice, and I'm glad to be with you, so let us turn within here. Uh, we're focusing on freedom today. I'm getting ready to teach uh, another offering of my seven-week spiritual boot camp class called Finding Freedom, and that is uh, beginning August 1st. You can find out about that at jenniferhadley.com, and I'm also focusing on freedom because this week in Living a Course in Miracles, we've got the final two classes of the whole eight-week free series and this week our focus is on forgiveness and relationships and when we do that deep forgiveness work it brings such a sense of freedom it really is unprecedented freedom so i have been focusing on freedom and of course this month fourth of july we've just had that holiday and the focus there is liberation and freedom So, let us place our hand on our heart and focus on freedom. So grateful and so thankful that freedom is a spiritual quality of God. It is omnipresent, omnipotent, it is eternal, it is all that there is. Yes. (laughs) Freedom is all that there is. Love is all that there is. These spiritual qualities are the nature of our existence. They're nature of all that is visible and invisible arises from these spiritual qualities that are live streaming all the time. So we give thanks that this is who and what we are. We're expressions of these divine spiritual qualities that have no beginning and no end. We're grateful to open our hearts and minds to the unlimited, unprecedented possibilities. And we invoke the higher Holy Spirit self to assist us, to join with us, so that we can easily and gracefully remember we invoke divine grace into every activity, every conversation, and we surrender all thoughts of lack and limitation, all thoughts of suffering and separation, and we join together with a holy purpose to know ourselves as free and to share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. We rejoice right now to accept what is good 
and to know that it is ours now and forevermore. In gratitude, we joyfully lift our vibration and we declare that it is so and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So I'm going to point you to Lesson 243 in the workbook. It's my page 415. And the lesson is entitled, Today I Will Judge Nothing That Occurs. Today I Will Judge Nothing That Occurs. And that is the lesson that I work every day. Today I will judge nothing that occurs. I will judge no person, no place, no thing. I will not judge myself. I am not interested in my opinions and judgments. I'm interested only in making a holy offering of them and relinquishing them now and forevermore. And I'm also focused on and profoundly interested in at each and every day healing back to the root source any interest in judging, any interest in having an opinion. I remember so well how I used to cherish my opinions and judgments, and I I was so confused that I actually thought my opinions and judgments were valuable to me, and I cherished them. I was so confused that I thought that cultivating the judging mind was wise, that it was valuable. And so it's been intensely challenging for me to focus on this healing of the judging mind. And it has also brought the greatest benefit and the greatest sense of freedom, personal freedom and the nature of freedom. Now in this lesson it says, today I will judge nothing that occurs. I will be honest with myself today. I will be honest with myself today. I will not think that I already know what must remain beyond my present grasp. I will not think I understand the whole from bits of my perception, which are all that I can see. Today I recognize that this is so. And so I am relieved of judgments that I cannot make. Thus do I free myself and what I look upon to be in peace as God created us. And the prayer, so beautiful here, it says, Father, today I leave creation free to be itself. I honor all its parts in which I am included. We are one because each part contains your memory and truth must shine in all of us as one. How beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? just feels so nourishing to me. So, today I will judge nothing that occurs. I will be honest with myself today. Now, you might recall that not too long ago uh, in this broadcast, I was sharing about honesty as the number two most important characteristic of God's teachers. This is shared in the Manual for Teachers. The number one characteristic is trust. 
And by the way, this Saturday in Boston, I am offering a workshop in the Boston area uh, on forgiveness, trust, and faith. So if you're interested in cultivating trust, the number one characteristic of God's teachers, come on down. We've got plenty of room for you still. Uh, I think we've got a few places left. And... um, all those details are on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. It's a morning workshop, Saturday the 14th of July. So, trust, the number one characteristic of God's teachers, the number two is honesty. And in that section on honesty, uh, it lets us know that what honesty is, is the ability to be consistent. That is what honesty looks like as a practice, the ability to be consistent, consistently loving, consistently compassionate, consistently non-judgmental. Now, if you have been listening to me for a while, then you know that I teach that the nature of true forgiveness is non-judgment. And uh, there are many, many uh, spiritual practitioners I know that teach forgiveness and I've been teaching forgiveness for 12 years now and what I have come to see is that if I don't ever judge anything then there is nothing for me to forgive if I don't judge anything then there's no experience of having been offended or hurt or betrayed or any of those things All of those negative experiences, hurt, betrayal, attack, uh, blame, shame, all those things that uh, people can project at me, if I don't judge any of it, then there's nothing to forgive. There's nothing to forgive. If I can look at everything and simply say, ah, in this is my opportunity to heal my mind, and to make a holy offering of the patterns of negativity that I am clinging to. How do I know if I'm clinging to a pattern of negativity? I get that sense of triggering. I feel irritated, frustrated, afraid, worried, doubtful, anxious. You see, so when there's some disturbance in my physical body, my emotional body, or my mental body, then I know that there is something for me to relinquish. There is a point of view, a perception that's not true, that is indeed fabricated and false. It's made up by me or agreed to by me. It could have been you know, some somebody else might have made it up, but I agreed to it. You know, and I'll just give you an example um, that, uh, you know, somebody who is five pounds, wearing five pounds more than they think they should, they feel fat. You know, that's agreeing to a perception that perhaps somebody else told them, maybe their mother, their father said, oh, you're a fatty. And uh, in, in nobody else's book, would they be a fatty? But that's just an opinion, Right. So for me, I'm a very uh, voluptuous woman, I, and I call myself a roundy. I'm a roundy. <laughs> I'm a, I have a round shape. 
<laughs> and that's obvious. And I, I've, I used to think that that's less good because of our culture. And so I had opinions and judgments about it. And it bothered me. There was irritation and frustration and worry and concern and blah, 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 all that stuff. But then when I released those judgments and opinions, I stopped energizing them, placing my attention on them and flowing my mental agreement into them, then I was no longer triggered or bothered by any of those thoughts if someone projected them onto me. Now I recognize that um, this this is the way I'm created. I'm a roundy and I'm, I'm not proud of it. I'm not ashamed of it. It is what it is and I'm grateful that I'm so healthy and I feel good about myself. So that is finding freedom in that particular way. So there are many ways in which we can discover freedom. Remember that these spiritual qualities are our true identity. They are our natural state. So the spiritual qualities of life are always present, omnipresent, always active, omniactive, and they're available for us to express them and reveal them to project them into this world. To be in that place of giving and receiving, what I experience of myself and others is that we are always, 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 always in this giving and receiving. Everything we receive, we receive from the divine. Everything we give and share, we give and share to the oneness. So there's just that constant flow. It's a cycling and a circling. And uh, one of the ways that we can <clears throat> experience freedom and remember freedom is to have this life view that it's a constant circling of giving and receiving. Now, many people... Uh, enjoy the mental habit of keeping score, keeping score. When you keep score in your relationships, when you keep score in life, then there's suffering, right? If, if everything that you receive, you receive from God, everything that you give, you give to God, why would you ever keep score? Wouldn't the score always be a perfect infinity symbol? perfect oneness. So the perception that it's important to keep score or you're going to lose out or you're going to owe is a source of distress, right? And you feel it in your physical, emotional, and mental bodies. And you don't experience the freedom then because your experience of freedom is prohibited by your agreement that there's a lack, that there's not enough, that somehow things are out of balance and unequal. So if you believe that, if you're keeping score, then you're creating circumstances where it's going to feel out of balance because your mind is holding that it's out of balance. I have yet to meet anyone who keeps score in their relationships who feels that things are always in perfect balance. So I'm going to invite you right now to contemplate if you're a scorekeeper in your relationships. Do you consistently feel that things are out of balance? 
that you're either undergiving or overgiving. Just taking stock of your relationships, thinking of your family, your intimate ones. Is there an issue of score there? Or is there someone in your relationship field who keeps score? And if there is someone that you're in a close relationship with who keeps score, how does it feel to you? Does it feel loving? Does it feel like freedom? Does it feel harmonizing and balancing? How does it feel to you? Hmm. And here's the question for you. Would you be willing to release that habit in order to have peace of mind, in order to experience freedom? So why do we keep score? Why do we keep score? We must be judging, don't you think, if we're keeping score? I know I used to keep score and I was always judging. I was always looking to make sure that score was not in balance. No, no, I never wanted the score to be in balance because I believed that it was better to give than to receive. So I always wanted to be better than. I wanted to be superior. Why did I want to be better than or superior? Because I felt inferior. Hello. <laughs> so... I'm inviting you to contemplate your scorekeeping. I'm inviting you to (laughs) know the truth for yourself, the truth that sets you free. So, giving you something to think about and contemplate during the break. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles, and we are walking the talk. We're living the love right here on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we're back and we're talking about freedom. Freedom, freedom, freedom. The freedom is always for us and never against us. But if we're keeping score, it's going to be nearly impossible to really experience it except for brief intermittent moments. So I'm I'm really inviting you to embrace the truth, which is that until you can see beyond all directions of time and space and see the holy purpose of everything in your life, don't judge anything. Don't judge anything. In, in the workbook, there's another lesson here, 311. I judge all things as I would have them be. I judge all things as I would have them be. J- 
judgment was made to be a weapon used against the truth. Okay, so if we're in judgment, we have the weapon in our heart, and we're using it against the truth. Right there, you can think of a time, think of a time when you were deeply, earnestly, spiritually seeking. If you're still giving yourself permission to judge, then you're actively carrying and using a weapon against the truth. So if you're seeking to understand the truth and have it unfold in your heart, which is where it lives, you've got to lay that weapon down, lay the judgments down. It separates, the judgment separates what it is being used against the truth and sets it off as if it were a thing apart, right? So judgments give us a sense of separation from the truth that sets us free. And then it makes of it what you would have it be. So you're, when you're in judgments and criticism, you're making up how you want it to be. It judges what it cannot understand because it cannot see totality and therefore judges falsely. So this is what I was saying. You can't, until you can see through all directions of time and space, which is when your awareness has ascended, you're, you've reached the atonement and you no longer uh, believe that the separation is real, until such time... All that judging is simply your perception, your false perception, and your wish to see your own point of view rather than to know God. How plain is that? Every choice to judge, to have an opinion, is saying, I am not interested in unifying my mind with God. I'm interested in keeping it separate. That's what I discovered, and that is the thing that set me free. Let us not use it today, judgment. Let us not use judgment today, but make a gift of it to him. That's why I share about placing the judgments on the holy altar fire of God's love. What greater offering can I make to God, to the Holy Spirit, to Jesus, to Mother Mary, to Kuan Yin, to my own higher holy self, what greater offering can I make to my ancestors, to my community, to Mother Earth, than to lay the weapons down and to not value them anymore? God will relieve us of the agony of all the judgments we have made against ourselves and reestablish peace of mind by giving us God's judgment of his son. That's the righteous judgment that we're interested in. We're interested in that place of true wisdom and knowing, clear insight. And the only thing that blocks us from that are those weapons, those judgments, those opinions. Here the prayer for Lesson 311 is so beautiful. Father, we wait with open mind today to hear your judgment of the Son you love. We do not know him and we cannot judge. So we let your love decide what he whom you created as your Son must be. So not judging, 
our brothers and sisters, but instead opening our mind to a divine understanding of our brothers and sisters as one with us. This is an alignment with truth, and it does indeed set us free. So, when we're willing to know the truth, then we can know it because it's already available for us. Uh, one of the things I love, and of course, miracles, it says, ask and it is given because it already has been given. Ask and it is given because it already has been given. The truth has already been given to us. Total access to divinity, to wisdom, to harmony, to peace, to joy, to freedom, to clarity, to wholeness. Wholeness in the physical, mental, and emotional bodies. All of this has already been given to us. But if we are more interested in our opinions and judgments, then clearly we are not interested in those spiritual qualities. And what I I have seen over and over and over again is that when people come to me for counseling and support and they're deeply, deeply suffering in their mind, it's always extremely evident what their judgments are because they are talking about them consistently over and over and over and over again. So... For me, one of my prayers has been to be consistent for God, to be vigilant for God, to decide for God, and to make this holy offering of all opinions and judgments. So I'm going to invite you again to turn within and place your hand on your heart with me. And take this breath of clarity and love as we... Consciously recognize that we're in a partnership with the higher Holy Spirit self and we can allow the Holy Spirit to do the heavy lifting of anything that we recognize no longer serves us. So I'm inviting you to think of the area of your life where there's the least amount of flow, where there appears to be constriction, difficulty, challenge, pain and suffering just to identify what area of your life feels most constricted, if there is indeed any constriction. It might feel like a great constriction or a tiny one, depending on where you are in your journey of awakening. And then see if you can look for the judgments that you've been cherishing, that you've been believing as if they were true. Of course, there's not one judgment, there's not one opinion that's true. Not one. What are the ones that you've been claiming are true, you've been believing are true? In this moment, let us invoke divine assistance in seeing beyond time and space and seeing the effect of these judgments in our life. What is the effect? Is that constriction the effect of those judgments? And if we were to lay those weapons down, come out with our hands up, our head up, 
wholly available for divine guidance and assistance, could we have a healing? Could we transcend and transmute with the help of the higher Holy Spirit self? Yes. Yes. Are you willing? Are you willing? I'm always amazed how sometimes people refuse to forgive. And I used to do that. I can't even put myself in that place anymore. But I I used to cherish my resentments. I used to cherish the grudges. I'm going to take us back to Lesson 135, which we were talking about not too long ago, and uh, particularly um, where it starts, paragraph 18, page 255, what could you not accept if you but knew that everything that happens, all events, past, present, and to come, are gently planned by one whose only purpose is your good? Perhaps you've misunderstood his plan, for he would never offer pain to you, but your defenses did not let you see his loving blessing shine in every step you ever took. While you made plans for death, he led you gently to eternal life. So, every moment of your life, there's a wisdom teaching encoded into it. But if you're judging that this shouldn't have happened and this should have happened, can you receive the healing that's encoded into every moment, the wisdom that's encoded into every moment? No, because you're not interested in that, are you? You're more interested in what you're projecting, your opinions and judgments. Now, this goes on day after day after day until you decide, oh, I could have peace instead of this. (laughs) And I can honestly say that I have experienced incredible healing through simply this practice of non-judgment. So I'm inviting you to try it. Just try it for one day. Try it for one week. I'm going to invite you to... uh, one of my favorite, favorite sections in the course. It's in the text, chapter 2, section 6, Fear and Conflict. And it's page 29, paragraph 4, where it says, The correction of fear is your responsibility. When you ask for release from fear, you're implying that it's not. So, here... Jesus is telling us very clearly, the correction of fear is your responsibility. And he, he tells us in this section, he cannot remove fear from us. It's our responsibility. When you ask for release from fear, you're implying that the, the fear is not of your making. So that visceral, physical experience of fear is the byproduct of your choosing thoughts of separation. All thoughts of separation are judgments because you're not separate. All thoughts of separation are judgments. 
when you choose to pour your precious life energy into a judgment, which is not true and never will be true, you deny the truth that sets you free. You can't experience freedom while you're judging. And instead of experiencing freedom when you choose judgment, what you, you choose instead is fear. So when you choose judgment, you will experience fear on the mental, emotional, and physical level, at the level of form. And this is good news. And that's what Jesus tells us here. You should ask, instead of asking for relief from fear, you should ask instead for help in the conditions that have brought the fear about. These conditions always entail a willingness to be separate. So you ask instead for help in lifting the judgment, in lifting the desire, the choice for separation. That's where we ask for divine assistance. In seeing and knowing and feeling clearly that separation never occurred. He says here, you are much too tolerant of mind wandering and are passively condoning your mind's miscreations. Isn't that true? The way we just judge and judge and judge, like the way we walk through the world, just looking for things to judge, judging that, judging that, always thinking that we're right. And never actually being right-minded. The correction is always the same. Before you choose to do anything, ask me if your choice is in accord with mine. Ask Jesus. If you are sure that it is, there will be no fear. Fear is always a sign of strain arising whenever what you want conflicts with what you do. So if you as a spiritual seeker are saying you you want enlightenment, you want freedom, you want abundance and prosperity, you want wholeness and harmony, you want to experience all of these things, but you choose to think the thoughts that deny your experience of those spiritual qualities, then there's a, a, a constant conflict. And that's what he's telling us here. And then what happens is, at a very deep level, because you know you're creating the conflict and you're blaming others for your upset, there's an inner despair that that happens and an inner fear because you know you're not trustworthy. You're not trustworthy. You're saying that you'd like to awaken spiritually and that you'd like to be this really loving presence. Many spiritual seekers are more interested in being perceived as spiritual, in being perceived as loving, in being perceived as compassionate or good spiritual students with great intuition and magical powers and things like that than they are in simply Aligning with the truth. When you align with the truth, everything else will be added unto you. Because it already has been given to you. You see, when you're willing to look at it with clarity, it's not complicated. It's not rocket science. It's actually incredibly simple. 
because it's already been given. All we have to do is stop denying it and stop being so interested in our judgments and our opinions. Yep. (laughs) So this is why I offer so many daily things to help us align with the divine on a daily basis and to join together, to be the two or more who are gathered in every day. So I invite you, we're coming to a break here, I invite you to go to jenniferhadley.com and go to the blog page, the prayer page, and sign up to be my prayer partner. You'll get a daily email from me, and then we can pray together every day and be connected in our spiritual practice. You can join with uh, nearly 2,000 people around the world, and we're all praying together. How beautiful is that? Ah. Well, I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles. We are walking the talk and living the love on Unity Online Radio, and I will be right back after this short break. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. My affirmation of faith is... I release and I let go. I release my desire to control people or situations. I let go of fear, worry, and doubt. I trust in divine power, which is infinitely capable of establishing right outcomes. I align myself with this power through prayer and meditation. Opening my mind and heart to the wisdom of the universe, I recall the promise, I am with you always to the end of the age. With this assurance, I find the strength to let go of anything holding me back. Letting go and letting God is a choice. It empowers me to move forward with ease and confidence. It provides me peace of mind and the assurance of divine order. As I let go and let God, I open the door to infinite possibilities. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Warning. After listening to the Oneness Program, Fridays at 11 a.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, people have reported feeling a profound stillness in body and mind that continues well into the weekend. Others have found that their internal quiet is matched by a flow and ease in relationships and daily activities. Join Rev. Dr. Patricia Keel for the Oneness Program and experience the Oneness Blessing. Friday mornings, 11 a.m. Central Time, on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. 
If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk. So we're talking about finding freedom in our hearts and in our minds, and that's the only place to find it. You know, so many spiritual seekers look outside themselves to get freedom, to rearrange the chairs on the deck of the Titanic in order to find freedom. (laughs) Yeah, doesn't work, though. I know, I tried it. I really, I gave it a really good run for a lot of years trying to arrange my life, and I remember what I did instead was I put so much mental focus and energy into affirming these cravings that I had because I had made up my mind to believe that I would experience freedom when the circumstances of my life aligned in such a way, when I had more money and more free time, I could do more spiritual practice, I could travel, I could buy stuff. It was always related to when the body felt more free and the experience of the circumstances of my life aligned in such a way that I could feel free, then I would feel free. Every thought I had about freedom was that it was dependent upon circumstances. And so when someone believes that, as I used to, then there's no hope of ever really experiencing freedom. You you might experience momentary relief from the sense of burden, but never experiencing that true sense of freedom. So freedom is the byproduct of no longer imprisoning yourself with your judgments and your opinions. So I, I love that. Jesus reminds us that our judgments and opinions are actually weapons against the truth. Weapons against the truth. So what spiritual seeker cherishes weapons against the truth? Except privately. Privately we cherish our judgments. (laughs) Or we share with friends. And it's so funny. It's so funny. Um, I love the joke about um, how how spiritual seekers will um, uh, have their judgments and uh, appear to be compassionate and loving and spiritual at the same time, right? So they're judging somebody and uh, they do it this way. They say, oh, God bless her. She Her life is so messed up. Oh, she has so many problems. God bless her heart. I just hope she can overcome that. We just know the truth for her. And it's really just energizing that person's suffering. Just energizing that person's suffering. And um, I I see that uh, in, in so much. There's this... Uh, Delight in other people's suffering sometimes and this uh, great, great yearning, craving 
to be separate from that, right? They're suffering and I'm not. Um, uh, I'm more spiritual than they are. I'm more loving, more compassionate. This constant competition and looking to separate, 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 rather than join and unify. So these are very intense habits in our human mind, and they are what I think of as karmic patterns. And what Jesus is telling us here in this in this section on fear and conflict is that he can help us with it. And all we must do is ask. We just ask for help. We have that little willingness that says, I am not interested in energizing this anymore. And it's like there's there's the part where he says, think of me as your spiritual big brother. And... Um, and lean into me, you know, hold my hand and I will walk with you. You will never be denied. But uh, here's the thing, how often when you're suffering in fear as the byproduct of your choosing to have a weapon against the truth to energize your judgments and now you're suffering, you're feeling afraid, because hello, if you're, if you're using these weapons of attack, Thoughts of lack and attack against yourself and others. The byproduct is going to be fear. Physical, emotional, mental experience of fear. So that's how you know that you, it's time to choose again. It's time to partner up. And I say this all the time because it took me so long to get it. Because I didn't want to get it. I wanted to be the God of my world. I wanted to be the one who was right all the time. And then finally I realized that I could continue that way and continue to suffer or I could experience freedom. And I decided to go for freedom. And, you know, it didn't miraculously happen overnight, but miraculous healing did transpire, continues to transpire beyond anything I ever, ever imagined was possible. So the freedom of mind and the peace of mind that I experience now is way beyond anything I ever imagined I could possibly experience through uh, cultivating spiritual practices of meditation and all of these other things. Non-judgment is the key. And this is why I offer the daily prayers. This is why I offer the daily blog. This is why I offer the seven-week Finding Freedom class, the spiritual boot camp, so that we can join together and create new habits and replace the new habits with the old habits that are making us sick and making us angry and making us afraid, making us depressed, making us so sad and so despairing. And also impoverished in so many ways. In so many ways. So we join together. And this is the thing about extending love to our brothers and sisters. Joining with them rather than cherishing, I'm not them, I'm not that. And it can go both ways because many people, in a certain sense, they cherish their sense of inadequacy and they keep going over it and over it. That These are all particular patterns of the mind that keep that sense of separation in place. 
in uh, this chapter 2 section, Fear and Conflict, it says on page 30, paragraph 7, I'm trying to pick one, <laughs> I love them all, he says, the first corrective step in undoing the error is to know first that the conflict is an expression of fear. Say to yourself that you must somehow have chosen not to love or the fear could not have arisen. Right? So if we're choosing judgment, then we're choosing not to love. That's pretty clear. It's not hard, right? Then the whole process of correction becomes nothing more than a series of pragmatic steps in the larger process of accepting the atonement as the remedy. Remember, the atonement is the full realization that the separation never occurred. These steps may be summarized in this way. Now, you might want to write these down on a card and carry them with you until you live this way. Know first that this is fear. Fear arises from lack of love. The only remedy for lack of love is perfect love. Perfect love is the atonement. He says, I have emphasized that the miracle or the expression of atonement is always a sign of respect from the worthy to the worthy. The recognition of this worth is reestablished by the atonement. It's obvious then that when you are afraid, you have placed yourself in a position where you need atonement. You've done something loveless, having chosen without love. This is precisely the situation for which the atonement was offered. The need for the remedy inspired its establishment. Accepting that you're not separate, no matter how many thoughts of separation you have held in your heart and mind, you're not separate, nor will you ever be. Look at every place where you value separation. Look at every place where you think you have a problem because you're thinking you're separate. That's the only problem that you have. Be willing to lay your weapons down. No weapons against the truth. Accepting the truth that sets you free. This is how healing occurs. It occurs miraculously. This is your birthright. It's natural. It's so much more natural <laughs> than judging. Ah, so we're coming to the end of the program here. And uh, if you're listening to this live, I just want to remind you, I'm really pumped for these two weeks in uh, the two classes this week in Living a Course of Miracles on forgiveness and relationship. Uh, I'm really going to go deep with this. I'm inviting you to join with us. And you've got 48 hours to listen to the replays. Invite a friend. Make a plan. Make an appointment to listen to the replays and really eke every bit of healing out of them and share the benefits with your family. If you're in the New England area, come meet me in Boston. All the details are on the jenniferhadley.com events page, including all the details for the retreat in St. Louis, August 3 through 5 at the Mercy Center there. We are going to have a rocking good time. Oh boy, I can't wait for that retreat. Mm, It's going to be so yummy. All right, I invite you to place your hand on your heart and take this deep breath of love and gratitude with me and let us right now 
see in our mind's eye every weapon falling to the ground, all judgments placed on the holy altar fire of God's love. We share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we joyfully allow it to be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. I love you. Have a great week, and I hope to see you soon.